Welcome back to the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery, and today I'm with a dear friend who is a return guest on the Montgomery Companies Podcast, somebody that I've really come to respect and admire over the past year. We share a lot in common. Uh, This guy is a man of faith, cares deeply about his family. He's an author, he's a speaker, he's a coach, he's a sales guru, he's a leader of leaders. His name is Colin Henderson, and he's back with us. Colin, you were with us maybe six months ago, and you and I had a conversation about mindset. You're the CEO of Master Your Mindset, so you do a lot of mindset training with professional athletes, college athletes, executive leaders, salespeople. And we'll talk maybe a little bit of mindset today, but we're going to gear our conversation today in the direction of leadership and influence. Uh, you wrote a book called Culture is King. You're a five-time author. Your recent book was Quiet Mind. So if you're listening, check that one out. But you wrote this book, um, Culture is King. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're listening, you can find it on Kindle, Audible. Uh, your work is always so impressive, man. And you do your research. Like you're a guy, I want people to hear this because you're such a gifted communicator, but you're a guy that has deeply vetted research. Like you're not just saying things to say them, you're saying them because you mean them. And more importantly, you know them. And so we're speaking to all leaders today. If you have influence, you are a leader. We believe in John Maxwell's definition of leadership. Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so you and I are just going to dig into this idea of culture. And uh, mm-hmm. I want to start with just, you know, what, what's your definition of culture? Mm-hmm. And what's your definition of leadership? Hit okay, me. let's talk about culture. So culture is the way we do things. It's not words on the wall. It's not things you can find on the website. And, and sometimes I'll ask leaders, you know, hey, what's the mission of your company? What are the values? And they'll say, well, it's, it's written somewhere. They, they don't know what it is. So really, culture, by definition, is the way we do things. What is normal for you? And I think mindset and culture are very similar. So mindset, how I define mindset is a conditioned set of beliefs that drive behaviors of an individual. Culture, if you go deeper, is a conditioned set of beliefs that drive behaviors of a group. Do you see how they're very mm. similar? Mm. So culture is like a mindset of a larger group, but it's the way we do things. Because Enron had this um, core value of in- integrity, but they didn't act that way. You see? So it's not just words, it's actually actions. So that's what culture is. It's really the way we do things. It's the climate. It's, it's the atmosphere. It's these behaviors that we have made normal. Um, now, now, leadership, to plug off of John C. Maxwell, is he says, with leadership, it's one word, influence. But I go deeper on that word, leadership. Because it is great to influence. But to me, if we break down the word influence, it's one word. It is value. Hmm. So you can't influence or lead somebody to change a behavior to follow you unless you're bringing them value. And I I think back to um, when I was a senior at Washington State University playing uh, for the Cougs. And every year there is a game called NC2A where it's a game, a video game, where you look at, like, what's my score this year, you know? and I remember my senior, I was like in, in 84 and I was fired up because if you're in the 80s, you're actually a good player. 90s, you're like bawling. <laughs> 70s, you're okay. 60s, you're not very good. So I asked leaders, well, if you were to rate a value score on yourself from, from zero to 100, if you ask your spouse, if you ask the people that you're leading, your colleagues or your customers from zero to 100, what, what value do you bring? And that comes about having awareness, self-awareness. So 
How are you serving? How are you impacting? Um, do you have empathy? Do you have curiosity? Do you know your people? So I really think defining leadership is about one word. It's about bringing value. So good, man. Thank you for breaking it down. And we're speaking to a lot of leaders today who are aiding their culture. So for some people listening, they're new to the culture, right? But they're still bringing value to the culture. They're contributing uh, and they're aiding the culture. And then we have other leaders on the call who have for years been designing and building a culture, maybe some more experienced leaders. So here's what I want to know. When you work with teams or groups who have great culture, like the teams that are rocking, they're getting things done. These are the companies or the teams that everyone wants to be a part of. What are some of the characteristics and the behaviors of great teams and solid cultures? Yeah, so teams and leadership and culture. Let's start with leadership because culture is established top down, but it's the bottom up. That's so culture established top down, the bottom up and a player led team will be the coach fed team. But it's a part of that leader, that coach to establish what is normalized. What are the what's the vision, the vision or the values. So if I'm building a team and I'm leading, I'm creating a culture. What I've researched, there are three superpowers that every leader needs to bring to the table that creates this culture. So let's listen. Let's ask the audience. I've listened to this question. Jordan. I'll ask you, uh, Harvard research. What's the number one source of happiness dating back to the 1930s? The longest research study on, on happiness ever done. So step one is let's define what creates happiness within, within a group. Do you know or with a person? Do you know what, what that is? Is it contribution? Kind what of close. It? Contribution does start with a C. So listeners, what brings happiness? Who wants to be happier? What do you think happy people perform better? The research shows that it's not money. It's not a title. It's not like a corner office. It's connection. Mm. Human connection and relationships Mm. is what every human being craves. Because when you connect with people, you create this chemical called oxytocin. It's that bonding, loving, trust chemical. It's good. I, I like to tell people, you don't have to be best friends. You should know your people. Know them. They should know you. What are their goals? Where'd they come from? What's their siblings? What's their background? What's their upbringing? Are they dating? What's what they do in their spare time? Just having that human connection. Like everyone is craving for that right now, especially during COVID. So are you, are you connecting or are you just, are you people just a number? Are you just measure, you know, how much revenue they brought in or what, where they are on the rankings this week. That does not create the environment where people like showing up to work. So the, the second one, once you start connecting, The the next superpower that's cultivated is trust. Hmm. Trusting teams flat out are more productive, more engaged. The research shows there are fewer sick days. So if you're creating trust, it's okay. Do you do what you say you're going to do? Is your word as good as, you know, whatever? Um, But also you think about, about, about trusting is Google research, what's the number one employee need, Jordan? What's the number one employee need that everyone, that people are looking for at work? They need to be known or or trusted? Psychological safety. Mm. Yep. So if I can show up and we're connecting, you know me, and I and I and I see that your your actions are consistent with your words and you're not creating these false realities you're promising and, and not delivering. And I can be myself. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to trust the plan, the vision. And I feel safe here. What flows into the third one, it's the biggest surprise of any group, any environment, any marriage, any couple, any team setting is to be vulnerable. 
Mm. Once we have vulnerability, you're not faking. You're like you said, you're seen, valued, heard. You're willing to to fail. You're willing to to ask for help. You're willing to ask questions. You're willing to let your true authentic self show itself. You're willing to do whatever it takes, but you have this safe, this, this emotionally, mentally safe environment because you're connecting, you're, you're consistent, you're trusting, and you're being vulnerable. Those are the first three that every leader that needs to create as, as, you, as you show up. So good. And I, I, I just want to um, piggyback off that, the comment about trust. Uh, you know, we say this in our, in our culture with our team, um, trust is given and, and mistrust is earned. Because I think there's a lot of misconception that we need to, to earn trust. That's the way that I see it is like, hey, you got to earn your stripes. You got to earn my trust. You got to do good. Like, I think for leaders listening, like recruit people, do your homework, attract people, invite them in, know them, and then trust them, right? Like if you selected somebody to be a part of your organization, hopefully you did enough research and enough due diligence and had enough conversation that you can put your trust in that person. And back to this need of psychological safety, I just think, man, people perform differently when they feel trusted. So I just believe that trust is given, mistrust is earned. Um, and then I'll add on that on trust. This is why I want every leader out there to really focus on this week, these next, next two weeks is assume positive intent. There you go. From your people. It's good. And then, and then I say, hunt the good stuff. Like, a lot of leaders, when they're leading people, they, they really just see like the flaws of their people. They really overanalyze and, and, and hype up like the negative stuff. It's our job as, as leaders. There's a champion in every single person that we're leading. So if we can find their strengths and assume that positive intent and, and put them in positions of strength yeah, where they're going to excel. But that's where also trusting is, is we'll give them an environment where they are going to have, have success assume positive intent. So let's talk about tools. Let's talk about the application of what you just unpacked. Mm -hmm. Cause some people are thinking, wow, I'd love to build that culture. These things are mm -hmm. important. How do I do that? So mm -hmm. what are the practical steps? What are some things that listeners could do Colin to bring trust into an organization or to let people know, Hey, you're trusted or to build connection, to be more vulnerable with their people. Mm -hmm. Let's refine okay. that, can we? Okay, so we got the three superpowers that every leader needs needs to come to the table with. And that's in the marriage, that's in the partnership, that's in the business. So let's yep. be connected. Let's go have lunches. Let's do activities together. Let's create this trusting environment. What I would say, what's your say-do ratio? Say that again. Say it again. Your say-do ratio. Yeah, do you do what you say you're going to do? That's like, good. Do you yep. over-promise, under-deliver, or do you under-promise, over-deliver? Are you, are you consistent? Are your actions very consistent with your words? And then do you create an environment where people feel safe to fail, safe to grow, safe to ask questions? Do you react every time something goes wrong? Or are you cool, calm, collected and have that empathy to listen, love and learn? But once we have that established as, okay, this is the map of leadership, then from a team environment, I've researched there are five keys every team needs to have, that every team needs to show up with. I'll just break down the five and maybe we can pluck maybe two or three of them because we don't have all day. Um, so I wish we I'm going to list the five. So the first is energy. What type of energy do you bring? Leadership is a transfer of energy. Yep. You are literally transferring an energy with your thoughts, with your words, what you focus on your actions. You, it's a transfer of energy. The second one is having a clear vision. Having a clear vision of where we're going, a clear vision of who we are, a clear vision of, of uh, your values, a, a clear vision of your, your purpose, a clear vision of of you know what, what problem are we solving? What are our products? What are our solutions? Um, the third one is having clear standards. 
expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sometimes joke, 93.7% of drama is squashed if we let the expectations be delivered and clearly defined up front. Um, the fourth one is language. What language are we using? What are the key words? What are key phrases? What are things that we focus on? How do we speak to each other? How do we speak to ourselves? How do we speak to our clients? Because language is the wardrobe of, of our beliefs and our beliefs flow into our actions. And if you're looking at a team environment, a group environment, legacy, how am I leaving those around me? Is it better or worse? What impact am, am I making? So when you ask the initial question of, of trust, I think we can talk about vision and also standards as creating trust within a group. And to me, everything starts with having a clear vision and answering this question, who am I, who are we, and, and where are we going? And what do we, what do we stand for? It's called being, you know, like if you live in alignment, you can ask and answer these questions. What do I want? You know, who am I, who are we, and what are some core beliefs, some core values, and how we're going to help us get, get to that place? So a way that you can break down as leader, your vision is a drill I call knowing your MVPs. I think we talked about this maybe in an earlier podcast. So what, what's the mission of, of the organization that we know? Like, hey, the mission is not a goal. It's like, it's a destination we're never gonna get to, but it's like this beacon of light we're gonna work towards. And the V is your values. So do you have a set of core values? And most organizations, Jordan, you can say yes or no, they don't have their mission memorized. They couldn't be on a podcast. You ask them what's your mission. They, they couldn't say, or what are your values? Well, like I said before, it's on our website. I do this training and like, well, let's go to the website. Well, you shouldn't have to look at the website. You, it should be, you know, embedded into your heart and your soul in, in your, you know, what you're obsessed with. And then the P is your purpose is like, what's your why? Like, what's why you're doing your mission? The S is slogan. Like, well, what's, what's like a two to six, seven word phrase that summarizes everything you're about? This helps the customer. It helps your, your team members on the inside. It helps yourself. And if this is not aligned with our MVPs, we don't do it. It's that simple. With clear values, decisions are easy. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. So I can tell you the MVP is a master mindset of the company I created. And your, your, your MVP should be the same at home, at work, if you're living in this authentic place. And that building trust, that it's keeping it consistent for me, a part of that team. I know what we stand for. I know what we're about. There's no confusion. There's no like, how am I going to show up today? No, this is how we're going to show up. So the master mindset, the mission is to transform lives and normalize mindset training. You don't need to be sick to get better. The, 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 the values I have a tatted on my wrist is to be a G, to be a G, put God first, gratitude, giving, growing every day. Uh, the P is purpose. You know, my, my purpose is to transfer my pain into your power by giving you tools to be the best version of you. And my slogan is this truth, the body has limits, but the mind is limitless. So I don't know how you can establish trust if you don't have that clearly set up and defined. So watch this, Jordan. Don't find yourself, create yourself. You can, you, you can create good. this by thinking, what do I want? What's important to me? What's important yep. to us? So that, that, that'd, be, that'd be step one. I'll just pause if you want to chime in on that. So mission, values, purpose, slogan. Mm-hmm. But you say it starts with vision. Yes. It starts think- by, but it starts by having that clarity, man. Like, yes, just watch this phrasing. Clarity is power. It is. Clarity is power. The best focus on less, not more. And our limits begin where our vision ends. That's Your good. mission should be so big. It makes you kind of scared. And it's this like 
place we want to go to that, you know, again, my mission is to normalize this stuff, to have these conversations, every single board meeting, every single locker room, every single school. Well, you're not talking about your mind, about your mindset, about being mentally fit, about exercising. what's going on? So my, my mission is to create an environment where I'm part of this movement, like we're normalizing this. And that's, that's a big task. Yeah, it is a big task, man. And, and I love what you said about clarity, especially in a complex world. You know, like, I think people hear sometimes this idea of clarity, like, some, you know, a leader or somebody like you says, hey, find clarity or get clarity. And sometimes that message is received like that's an elementary exercise, like foundational, like, oh, I already did that. You know, and, and isn't it true that like the people that need to hear that the most are people who are, you know, at, at the top, right? They're, like, they have influence, they're productive, they're busy, their world is spinning fast. And I think it's this continuous pursuit, right? Like we're always trying to find clarity. Uh, I, you know, I, I believe this is true, that growth creates complexity and then complexity kills growth. So like as your world becomes more complex, that, that growth actually kills your next step. And so mm-hmm. I love what you said, man, about keeping things simple. Um, by the way, um, uh, any resources for our listeners? Like, uh, you know, again, back to tools, I'm going to give our, our listeners a resource. But when you think about, you know, doing less and finding clarity and keeping things simple, you know, outside of, you know, jump on the phone with Colin Henderson, if you can do that, that's great. Or be a part of one of your trainings, that's great too. Where do our listeners go to work on that? Because I think that's a big opportunity for a lot of people listening is to, to simplify, to get clarity, and to do less in an effort to accomplish more. Um, answer these questions. Number one, what do I want? Answer this question, who am I? Answer this question, why do I want it? And then I think question four is, what pisses me off? Go, go hit us again. Those were awesome. Four questions. Is the first one is what do I want the most or what do we want? I think start with there. It's this phrasing, scratch an itch, find a niche. You'll be rich, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> so it's like, what do I want? Start with like, what gets you curious? What do you research? What do you think about? Like, what are you into? Most people can answer that question. What do I want? I think it should start there. If you just start with a problem first, you can't sustain that level of engagement, that level of intensity, that level of follow through. <clears throat> like acronyms will talk about BOBA, be obsessed or be average. So what do, what do you want? The question then too is like, well, who, who am I though? Like, this is what I want, but I can't be defined by an outcome. I can't be defined by a result. So who am I? I'm a, I'm a man of God. I'm a, I'm a husband first. I'm a father. Um, I'm a son. I'm a friend. Um, I love drinking ice white mochas. Get some, you know, it says you can't be defined by an outcome. It's like, who am I? Well, do you know who you are? When you walk into a room, do you have to fake it to fit in? Or have you done the exercise of knowing your values, knowing your, 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 who you, knowing to decide, don't find yourself, create yourself, decide. And then, and then why do I want it? That has to be bigger than you. It has to be a bigger purpose. It has to be connected to a larger thing. But I think question four is really critical. Most people don't go there is, I think about legacy is, well, what, what pisses you off? That was for this. This is for that. Well, solve that problem be a person that's going to change that environment for other people. That's where my purpose is transfer my pain into, into your power to, to give you tools. So I love this about you. I asked if you would give us a resource and instead you gave us questions. Leadership isn't about having all the answers. It's about asking the right questions. And I appreciate that about your spirit, man. You're always trying to 
teach through asking questions and inviting people into an experience. You teach through tools and application, which makes you really powerful and impactful. Um, Man, I know that we're at the end of our time together and uh, time with you always goes fast. But um, if you could leave our crew, our listeners, with a, with a challenge around building culture, we've unpacked a lot. Uh, love what you said about the MVPs, about the five keys, uh, about you know connection and, and, and trust and vulnerability. Um, what's the big challenge for us today, Colin? Like, what yeah. what do you want to send people out with? Well, I think let's flow into uh, standards, and I think every leader having a conversation again with the spouse, with a team member, with a customer is let's look at these three things as, as a, as a leader, when we show up to any conversation, any challenge, any hard conversation, any, any great conversation, anytime when we're faced with, we didn't hit the mark or I I haven't met your needs or just anytime we show up to any, any conversation, any leadership call, any meeting, the first one is humility, humble yourself. Man, ego is going to kill everything. If it's all about you, you're going to lose. And, and other people are going to see it. Other people are going to say, you're just using me to get to what you want. Humble yourself. It's not about you. And then the next one is ownership. Take ownership. Don't blame. Um, Coach, Coach Price, Washington football, anytime we lost, he said, guys, it's on me. Anytime we won, he's like, God, that's all you. I didn't do anything. But in, in, is, is your mindset focused on protecting your ego or is it growing together as a group? That's where humility and ownership, just, gosh, I would kill for somebody who just takes the ownership and doesn't blame, complain, shame. So humility and ownership. The last one is to have empathy. Is mm-hmm. I learned this from you is how are other people experiencing you? Are you thinking about their needs, their wants, their challenges? Are you, are you um, putting yourself in their environment? And this is from author, speaker. His name is Donald Miller, lives in Nashville. He says, empathy is shared suffering. Mm. So are you looking at it from their perspective or your perspective? Empathy and leadership and in team settings is, man, I, I want to look at it from your perspective. I want to, I want to feel what you feel. Therefore, I, I can serve you better. I can understand. Where most leaders are protecting ego. They're, how can I position this to make me look good? And they're just killing people along the way. So let's, let's have humility. Let's take ownership of, um, of what we're doing. And let's just have empathy. Let's just really love and care about people. Isn't it true that at the end of the day, like people can be impressed with your strengths, but they connect to you through your weakness, mm-hmm. you know, and if we're going to be about building culture, if we're going to be about human connection, we got to remember that because mm-hmm. a leader who's out to connect with his or her people instead of impress is one who keeps a humble spirit and does take ownership and continues to be empathetic with the people around him. 100%. And to be the most interesting person be the most interested so yes man in your meetings have some questions pre-written out like just get curious about your people like get to know them like once they see that you care about them as a human being person over performer your culture and your performance is going to elevate it's just it's going to is it's this um, ratio four to one four is the one as a mindset of the body four is the one as culture is to talent so good. if we can and then four is to one as the person is to the performer. So leaders, what's your ratio when you hang out with your team, lead your team, spend time with your team? Is it performer, 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 performer? Or is it person, person, person? The ratio should be four to one. Mm. For every five interactions, four should be about person. One should be about, about the outcome. That is dynamite. 
we could we need to do another podcast episode on that topic just right there. That's so good, man. That's so good. Yeah, and I think, you know, you've displayed, you know, a lot of humility in our relationship and vulnerability and you know, you've been through some stuff and you've had things you needed to work through, you know, personally and professionally and and I can say this too as your friend, man, it's part of what drew me to you as gifted as you are, as impressive as you are, you don't lead with that. You know, you lead with this sort of humble spirit and this genuine curiosity and like you want to add value to others and you want to grow and get better. And it makes you so attractive and easy to follow, but it also makes you really enjoyable to be around. And the last thing I want to say, man, that, that I think maybe is understated, like, you know, if, if, if you get to hang out with Colin Henderson, I think one thing that you do is you honor the people around you. You know, so much of what we talked about today really could be under the heading of honor, right? Like honor has never been more important in today's environment. There's just people that are on different sides of the fence with really, really strong opinions and beliefs. And I believe that one thing you do really well, and, and I just give a, a shout out to T Money, who's your co-host and, you know, master mindset. Like you just honor that dude, you know, you honor people. Like you show up and you're engaged and you elevate others and you point out the good, you assume positive intent. You know, you walk away from a conversation with Colin and you're like, yeah, that guy cares. You know, he he genuinely wants to spend time with me and he's invested in who I am and he's curious. And so so I just appreciate that about our friendship, man. Thanks for being one of those guys that that walks the talk and um, doesn't just walk around, you know, impressing people, but truly connecting with people, depositing, you know, and in, in investing in people. That's that's what I appreciate about you. Well, man, that first one of these three superpowers of leadership connection that you've connected me with so many people. And, and that's that's your superpower of uh, of getting people connected and using your platform to elevate others. And to, you're like a, a trampoline, man. Hang out with you and just like, boing, I'm going places. <laughs> so any chance I get to be on your mind, I'm all about it. But let's just summarize this this uh, training. Really, this is a mental workout. It's not just for education. This is about how to how to impact yourself and mm. others. Mm. So I would I would walk away from this podcast. Go to your spouse. Go to your sig other. Go to your kids. Go to your team members. Go to your clients and say, what is my, what is my value score? Just this say just, just being vulnerable and true transparency. My goal is to get better and impact you. And if the word leadership really is influence and value, I would love a baseline assessment as, so I can work off of like, wh- where, where's my value score? And like, where are the gaps? How can I get from a 70 to a 95 mm. or a 60 to an 83 or whatever? Like, so where can I bring you more value? Mm. simple exercise and it creates an environment to to connect to be vulnerable to create trust to have a shared vision okay where do i need to get better at you know standards Mm. and then and the number two is do you have your mvps dialed locked in Mm. where there's no hesitation there's no confusion if someone asks you on a podcast in a meeting in a client meeting you can lead with your mvps hey the mission of what we're trying to do is this and what we really value is and does that align with you? Like, I'd love to learn what's your mission, your values. Let's just have that conversation. So you get to know people, but have you done that work? Don't find yourself, create yourself. And, and the last one, number three is, what is your four to one ratio look like? Is it four perform or, you know, and one is person or is it four person, one outcome result, you know? So evaluate your interactions with your, with your emails, your, your conference mm-hmm. calls, your coaching calls. Is it performance or is it person? Happy people who are connected, or tied to a mission, who are loved, seen, heard, who feels safety emotionally and mentally, they're going to dominate for you. But are you doing that, that work? Hey, we covered leadership, influence, culture, 
communication, mindset, 35 minutes with Colin Henderson. Job well done, my friend. Thank you for investing in our community. And I love the practical tools. I love the application. Thanks for challenging me. Thanks for challenging our listeners. Um, You are one of the best follows on social media, period, period, period. So uh, I know people are going to want to go follow you, hang out with you, watch your content, Mm -hmm. get to know you better. Where do they find you on social media channels? That's great, Jordan. Well, find me on the gram at Colin Henderson, two L's. Uh, and my website is thecolinhenderson.com. And all my books are on Amazon too. Follow this guy, five-time author. Be a part of his trainings. Go to his website, dig into his content. Follow my brother, Colin, on social media. Uh, man, you're you're a blessing. You're a gift. I, I'm so glad we connected. Like, I just, you're going to be, so here's the thing. Our, our listeners can hear this. You were on our podcast once. You just did our leadership series. Now we're having you on our podcast again. We decided the leadership series is actually to be turned into a podcast episode. Colin Henderson, in a span of like 14 months, is going to be on our podcast three times. That's how much we believe in you. So, so thank honored, you. my friend. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you. you. God bless you. Be well. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Company's podcast. We want to give our sincere thanks to Colin Henderson. Colin, thank you for investing your time, energy, and effort into our community. And we also want to say thank you to James Roth and John Choate of Storyline Multimedia for all of the work that they do behind the scenes, the immense amount of work uh, that they put in to make these episodes go round. Finally, we just want to say thanks to you for listening. Uh, We would love it if you would like, share, or subscribe to this podcast in an effort that we might move our mission of impact forward. It means a lot that you would join us and that you would spend your valuable time with us. Be well, be great. Have an amazing day. And we'll catch you next time.